Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregivers Show on Block Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. September is Healthy Aging Awareness Month, and today we will talk about misconceptions about aging and tips to stay fit. Our guest is Dr. Matt Parker, best-selling author, physical therapist, and host of the podcast, Stay Healthy San Diego. He also created Parker Physio that prides itself on helping those over 50 live active, mobile, and free from pain pills. His book, Aging Smarter, The Ultimate Guide to Living Your Most Active and Healthy Life After 50, is an Amazon number one bestseller and helps those over 50 avoid common health mistakes so they can live the highest quality of life possible. Dr. Parker, what an honor. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. So it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege. I'm excited to be here today. Great. I would like to begin our conversation by getting your take on what would be the most common misconceptions when it comes to aging, especially for those that may be suffering from some kind of uh, musculoskeletal pain like back pain or knee pain. Um, what mm-hmm. what do you see people believing which may not be true? Yeah, so it's a fantastic question. So I, I get this quite a bit. So the first and biggest belief that people uh, misunderstand is that being in pain is just a part of getting older. That's not true. So what I tell you is that where does that root cause, that belief come from? Because our parents, our grandparents, they tell us all the time, you know what I mean, you know, getting older is not for any spring chicken or getting older is not for the weak. We watch it in media all the time. We watch it on cartoons. I mean, watch it in our movies, and it's, it's you know, old people are, appear as frail, and they're, you know, easily knocked over, and they fall, and that's where this belief comes from, that being in pain, and uh, as you get older, and again, it's not very true, so there's no research that backs that up at all, and what I tell you is that there's people that are doing incredible things after the age of 50, so uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of our Supreme Court justices, she's uh, right around 90 years old, she still does planks, she's able to do the bench press, uh, there's another woman named Ernestine Shepard who started weightlifting at 56, and now she's a powerlifter at 80 years old. It's absolutely incredible. You can YouTube both of those people. So I think people believe that they're limited and they're supposed to be in pain after they, are, especially after they reach the age of 50, but not necessarily true. Some of the other misconceptions that I hear all the time is that uh, my MRI said I have quote bone on bone arthritis, that I have stenosis, that I have bulging discs. And what I tell you is that what they're finding with more and more research is that the MRIs aren't as accurate as people think. So what's happening is uh, MRIs are just a snapshot. It's just one small part of the puzzle of the entire body. And people believe that, you know, when they get these diagnoses like stenosis, like bulging discs, that there's nothing that can be done. And what I tell you is that there's always something that can be done. People believe that, you know, they're kind of stuck and they don't know what to do. And what I, what I always try to do is I try to empower people and we try to get them stronger. and We try to get them to move better. And the MRI is just, again, it's just a small image and it's not something that tells the whole picture of your overall health. And then the last thing I get all the time is that nothing can be done. So I tell people, even if that's true, if, I, if we can improve the quality of your life by 10%, 20%, 30%, would it be worth coming in to improve the quality of your life? What would that do to your overall being able to walk, stand, hang out with the loved ones, doing your favorite activities? So I would tell you those are the, the three big misconceptions I see and ones that, yeah, aren't true because there's no research that backs up any of those. 
you know, for those who are over the age of 50, um, again, like you, you just you just highlighted some of them, there are misconceptions. What mistakes mm-hmm. do people who are already in pain, what kind of mistakes do you see them making often? And what suggestions would you provide to avoid them? Yeah, so first and foremost is that rest and painkillers is, uh, rest and painkillers are never the answer. So most people, they have back pain, they have knee pain, they go to their physician and it's, hey, here's some pain pills, come back in six weeks if you still have issues. And again, nothing really changes and nothing really happens. It's the equivalent of, of your, your car and you're driving, your check engine light goes on and you're just putting a piece of tape over the check engine light. So again, it's not, you're not fixing the problem. Again, you're just masking it with pain pills. So, and as you know, there's a huge opioid epidemic happening across the nation right now. And my goal is always to make sure people aren't taking these pain pills and they're getting back to the quality of life. So I tell you, that would be the number one biggest thing. Uh, Also trusting the internet and YouTube. Uh, It's very common. People want to, when they have certain pains, they, they fire up Dr. Google and they kind of do some research. And a lot of times it causes, it causes, right. We all kind of do it and it causes more fear and it causes more misconceptions. And there's a lot of information on the internet, but there's not a lot of knowledge. So there's a, a difference between the two. And I would say that just trying to do some stretches on YouTube and trusting the internet is usually not, the body's more complicated than that. And you always want to see someone, a health professional that's able to customize and figure out what exactly is going on with your specific problem. Cause you know, the body has different things happening at once. And then the last thing I tell you is that, uh, in regards to mistakes with those with pain would be just indecisiveness and doing nothing. So a lot of times people, they're not quite sure what to do. They have some back pain. They've tried the physician, they've tried pain pills, and they've done a little bit of acupuncture, or they've tried a chiropractor, or they've tried physical therapy, and they just kind of don't know what to do and how to progress forward. And I, I, I always say that, you know what I mean, there's always another solution out there. And that you may have not found the right provider for you, but there's always someone else that could maybe provide you a more thorough solution, a thorough answer. So I always say never give up. Always keep kind of striving to find uh, someone else who's going to, you know, be able to better solve your problem. And, again, I talk about this in more detail in my book, Aging Smarter, which you can find on uh, Amazon as well. Mm -hmm. You know, for those who – You know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of them who, after listening to this, would feel inspired to begin an exercise regime and, you know, get going with fitness um, Mm -hmm. schedules and routines. Uh, What would your tip be for those who want to kind of get started or those who want to stay who are above the age of 50 but are a little wary of, you know, doing it the wrong way or getting hurt? Yeah, so that's also a common thing I hear quite a bit. So I would say that, I would categorize people into three different categories in regards to the exercise after 50. So there's the first category is people, like you just mentioned, don't really, they don't have any sort of exercise routine. They don't know where to start. So I always say to find something that you like to do. So generally I think walking is one of the most underrated exercises ever. So if you're someone listening to this right now, you don't exercise and you know, you should, I would just find an accountability partner. Maybe it's a wife or a husband, a son or a daughter, just Hey, I'm going to walk. 10, 15 minutes at five o'clock every day this entire week and just kind of start there. So again, there's not going to be too much risk of injury when you're just starting out. And again, as you progress forward, you walk a little bit further and you're looking for more help, then I would recommend going to find someone who's a professional that can help guide you in the right direction. 
The second category of people would be those who do exercise but don't quite exercise with enough intensity. So what I mean by that, you've seen this, you go to your local gym and you see an older gentleman usually with a newspaper who's kind of sort of riding the exercise bike but not really. So I would tell you for, for those people, you just want to make sure that you're exercising with enough appropriate intensity. So you're riding the bike with, you know, getting your heart rate, what we call your max heart rate is a formula for it. But what I tell you is that you just want to be able to exercise hard enough to where you're not able to talk really well. So you're not doing this <gasps> panting back and forth. So I, I would tell right. yeah. So you want to exercise enough to where you're kind of getting the heart rate going. And again, for that recommendation for that group of people, I would tell you in order to minimize injury is always at least get some help to get started. Ask a professional, find someone at your local gym, you know, ask about their background, what you're looking for goals wise is always kind of my number one piece of advice. And the last group of people is going to be those who exercise all the time, but they only do one type of exercise. So they exercise four or five days a week, but they only do yoga or they only surf, or they only do one type of exercise. And what ends up happening is you're, you need to be able to mix it up here a little bit. You always want to be able to in different categories. So what I mean by that is if you do yoga, you're probably really flexible, which is wonderful, but you're not working on the strength part of your life, right? And if you're someone who just likes lifting weights, mix in some yoga, mix in some swimming. You want to make sure that you're kind of getting a whole plethora of different types of exercise to make you well-rounded and fit across the board. So um, that would be my advice to those three three groups of people. Terrific. These are fantastic tips to get started and also kind of, you know, sweep away those wrong ideas that we have in our mind about fitness and whether, you know, we can still do it after a certain age. Um, I would love to direct our listeners to your amazing website, parkerphysio.com, which provides a lot many more resources. Um, and like uh, Dr. Parker said, his book, Aging Smarter, is available on Amazon. So please go get a copy for more information. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Tune in next Tuesday for our Caregiver Speak radio show hosted by caregiving expert Marjorie Papp Steinmetz. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal care diary tools. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare underscore diary. Thank you so much, Dr. Parker, for sharing these wonderful, wonderful thoughts on, you know, it is possible to age well, and it is possible to still stay healthy after, you know, a certain age. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me on. I hope you have a wonderful day.